0: Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit be yours today, in Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Continuing our sermon series today on the parables of Jesus. Today we're going to look at the parable of the sower, a man who went out to sow seed. I'd like to start, though, in Acts chapter 17. Let's take a look there. Paul is preaching here to a multitude of unbelievers in Athens, in the great amphitheater. And he stands up and with great zeal proclaims, This is toward the end. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all men everywhere to repent because he's fixed a day upon which he'll judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he's appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all men by raising him from the dead. And so ended his message. But then after that message, it says, now when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, others said, we'll hear more about this, But some men joined him and believed. Now, whenever the word of God is preached, there are always going to be different responses to it from the people who hear it. Some, in this case, mocked. Some said we'll hear more. Some believed. And uh, I want to ask you a question. When I preach to you the word of God today or each Sunday... What is your reaction to it? What is your response? Does it change you? Does it change your life when you leave here? Not at all. Does it change your life a little? Does it change your life a lot? Because there are always going to be different responses and reactions to the Word of God when it's preached amongst the people. And Jesus, in our parable today, the parable of the sower, talks about four possible reactions or responses... That there can be to the preaching of the gospel and today I'd like to look at that parable with you review those four so that we can learn to hear his word rightly take heed and then grow in our faith so let's take a look at that parable and then we'll explain it this is again Mark chapter 4 Jesus is beside the sea and he preaches from a boat he says listen in other words pay attention Give careful ear to what I'm going to say. This is important. Listen. A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it had not much soil. And immediately it did spring up, since it had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no depth of soil, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold and 60-fold and a hundredfold. And he said, and he begins, ends it here, as he began it, he was an ear to hear, let him hear. In other words, pay attention. Listen, this is very important. Take it deep to heart. So there's the parable, okay? The parable of the sower. What's it mean? Well, Jesus explains it here. And uh, let's just go over this a little bit. It's a story about a man who goes out to scatter seeds. I have a few seeds here somewhere. Where did I put them? Ah, they go. Here you go. Can you even see those up there? These seeds are really very small little things, right? But in them is life, and uh, I got these from a tree that was scattering them across my yard. Okay? But what happened in Jesus' day is that a sower, a person who goes out to sow seeds, to scatter seeds, uh, he will have a little bag of them in his pocket, or, in a, or along the, by his hip. He will reach into the bag, grab a handful, and as he's walking amongst the fields, he will scatter them and throw them out in various directions. And the aim of the sower is that that seed... Would go down, land in good soil, go down in, germinate, spring up, cause a great plant, and bear abundant fruit. That's the aim of it, right? That's the story, very familiar with the people that were listening to Jesus. But as we know, this is a parable. It has a greater meaning than to tell us about farming. He's telling us about the kingdom. And who is the sower in this case? Jesus tells us. Listen, a sower went out to sow, he says. And what's that mean? Verse 14, he says, the sower is the one who sows the word. So who is it? It's Jesus. He's out sowing the seeds uh, or anyone who preaches the word. Now, what is the seed that the sower is throwing out? The word of God. Anytime Jesus or I or anybody preaches to you the word of God, he's like a sower going out there, with a bag full of seeds, and I'm scattering them. Can you just see me up here? As I preach, I'm scattering them, throwing them onto, dif- onto the soil. And what is the soil in this story? It's your hearts. There are all different kinds of hearts, and I throw them out there, and hopefully yours is all good soil. And as I scatter them each Sunday, that seed goes down deep inside your heart, and you know what? In every seed there is the power of life. It doesn't look like much, does it? Look at it. This little tiny seed, this will bring become a great tree in my yard if I don't root it up, right? The power is in this little tiny seed. And the power, though it might not seem like much, is in the Word, even greater than that, to spring up in you and cause righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, to overflow in your life, and then the abundance of the fruit of thanksgiving and praise and righteous deeds and eternal life and salvation. That's the purpose of the sowing of this seed. But as we noticed in this parable, the seed doesn't always grow up and bear fruit. When a person preaches the word, there are four different soils, four different hearts into which that seed can try to enter, and, but only one of them Bears fruit. So I'm going to ask you, which one are you? As we talk through this. Here's the first one, Jesus says, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. What's that mean? Well, Jesus interprets that. Verse 14 The sower sows the word, and though one these ones along the path where the word is sown, when they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word which is sown in them. So, this is about a hard heart. As the guy's walking along the fields, there's a well-worn path, and some of it may fall out along the well-worn path. What's the problem with a well-worn path? It's hard. You take a seed like this, it needs to go deep into the soil, and it hits something hard and well-trodden, and then what happens? Here's a little seed sitting on the surface. The Word of God is sitting on the heart, just on the top of the mind, just on the top of the consciousness of the person, and who comes along but a bird? Right? Comes along, pick, 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 and takes away the word that was trying to be sown in that person's heart. Who is the bird in this case, according to Jesus? Satan, right? The devil comes and takes away that word that's trying to be sown into that person's heart. And so this happens. When I'm preaching the word and up here scattering it, hopefully it's going into good soil. Let me show you what good soil looks like. Ah, look at that. That's good soil, isn't it? Beautiful. That's what God wants your heart to look like because then this this seed can find its way deep in and it'll be free away from the birds, it'll be safe, and it'll grow. But here, hard soil, well-worn path. This happens in real life all the time. I've seen it in my seven years here. Hopefully, and I really don't see it much with you, but, um, you know, we have visitors, we have drop-ins, and occasionally with a member. We all go to that person, share with them the word of God and love to try to help them. Scattering the seeds, scattering the seeds, scattering the seed, and what happens? Rejected. I just see it doesn't go in. It doesn't penetrate at all. It sits only in the mind. And why? Remember that as a well-worn path. A lot of times people have believed a certain way for so long, their theology, their perspective, their worldview, well-worn, well-worn, well-worn. If you give them a word that is contrary to that way of thinking, they'll reject it because it doesn't match with the way that they've always believed or with their own sin. This is the hard heart Jesus warns against. Jesus came up against this himself. It says, He said to the Jews, I know you're descendants of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. Why did not you understand what I say? It's because you cannot bear to hear my word. You're of your father, the devil, he said. And so there's our first scenario, the hard heart. Is your heart hard at all today? When I preach and scatter this word to you on Sundays, does it sit only on the top? Does it not penetrate in at all? There's no problem with the seed. There's no problem with the word. It has the power to give life in every aspect. But if it can't get in, it lies dormant. So beware of the hard heart. Be soft instead. Till it up. The second thing, Jesus says, the second scenario, is the seed that fell into the rocky soil. Put this one over here. We read, another seed fell on rocky ground where it had not much soil. And immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no depth of soil, of root, it withered away. Now Jesus explains this one to us as well. You think I have a rock back here? And indeed, you'd be right. Here's our rock. Actually, let's put this back over here. We have a rock. This one, the rock is here. And it's in the soil. And there's only a little soil covering it. Jesus says, in like manner, these are the ones sown upon rocky ground. Here comes the seed, the word, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, since they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. Here's the second thing. A guy scatters the seed. There's only a little soil over the rock. So that causes it to spring up quickly. But it has no What's the problem here? It gets in this time. That's better than number one, right? It gets in to a person's heart, but it doesn't go deep. Number one was the problem of a hard heart. Number two, this scenario, is the problem of a shallow heart, where the word only gets in a little bit. And I've seen this happen with people, too, over these seven years. There have been some, not many, but some, who receive the word when I preach the gospel to them, or share a word, and they receive it with joy. They're overcome with thanksgiving and joy and praise in Jesus, and they want to do everything and just love him. But then you see, in a very short amount of time, their enthusiasm, they're like a light bulb burning brightly just about to go out, and then they fall away when a trouble of some kind comes because they had no depth of soil when they heard the word. I was once in Baltimore ministering at a hospital. I witnessed the gospel to a prostitute who was there as a patient. And she received it with great joy. She was just, had tears coming down. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Oh, thanks for sharing with me the word. Went back a few days later. She'd had a few bad experiences since that conversion experience. And she said, Pastor, this is not at all what you told me it was going to be like. I thought God was going to solve all my problems. This is terrible. This sucks. I'm out of here, basically. Now, I hopefully she just had a bad day and she was going to come back to faith because we do have bad days. But I never told her it was, not going, to, it was going to be easy. Remember, Acts 14 says, Through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Are you prepared for times of trouble in your Christian life? Have you taken the word? That's preached to you, the word of grace in Jesus Christ, deep, and let it get down where there's moisture. Uh, if you faint in the day of adversity, says Proverbs, your strength is small. You've got to let the word go deep when you hear it, friends. And we read this in Jeremiah chapter 17. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain evergreen. And he is not anxious in the year of drought, for he does not cease to bear fruit. That's what God wants for you. Take that deep. Don't let the word sit on the surface. Don't take it in a little bit. By the time you get to port side, galley, is it gone. All right? Let that sink deep into your heart. Chew on it uh, when you hear the word preached. That you may have moisture and soil and when tribulation comes you coast through it because you remain with sap you remain green bearing fruit because god is strong in you the third scenario we go to the one choked by thorns again jesus says and the others are the ones sown among thorns they are those who hear the word but the cares of the world The delight in riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. Think you I have a thorn back here? (laughs) These are those, these are they, who believe, they come to church, the seed's gone in, it's gone deeper this time, they are hearing the word continually preached, they're enduring past tribulation. They have soil and such things, but the cares of the life, of this life, the desire for riches, the desire for the things of the world and other things come in, and they come around the person, and they choke the life of the word out from inside of you. This is not a hard heart. This is not a shallow heart, but a crowded heart. Is your heart crowded today? The word of God, this seed needs freedom. It needs open spaces. It needs no competitors in order to grow up and bear fruit. And, what, and I think this one can really happen to a lot of us. Well, they all can, really, in every case. Uh, but it might not even be a sin in your life. Maybe just the cares of this life are so distracting to you that you don't have time for the word, that it doesn't isn't able to get in there and, and grow strong without competition. God is calling you here to a singular heart. For he says in Luke 21, Watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. Are there things that are choking your faith, that are competing for the word in you, for a singular first place in your heart? Remember Demas in the Bible? We only hear about him twice. Basically, Colossians chapter 4, Luke, he, Paul says, Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. He was following with Paul. He was growing in the faith. He was hearing the word preached. But then, 2 Timothy 4, Do your best to come to me soon, Timothy, for Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. What happened to him? But he was choked by the love and the cares of this world and his faith did not mature. Beware. Then of the crowded heart, where the cares of this life compete with the word, for God calls to you to a singular heart. Luke said, uh, uh, of the the story in Luke 10, Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to the preaching to Jesus' word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve here alone? Ask her to help me. Jesus answered her, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and concerned about many things. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen the good portion, which shall not be taken away from her. You know what the good portion is for you and for each and every one of us? The one thing you really need in life is the seed. That is, more than anything in life, you need the word. You may think you need a whole lot of other things, but this is the one thing you need in order to grow up and have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit and eternal life and salvation and the right way springing up in you. And so beware also the crowded heart. Which brings us to the fourth scenario, our last one, the good soil. Jesus says, but those that were sown upon the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold. That's what we want, right? Not the thorns, not the rock, not the birds, but good soil. Sears so like this all turned up and ready to receive the word and take it in deeply. You notice here different Christians bear different amounts of fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100. That's okay. We all have different abilities. We all have different opportunities. God does not condemn any for less or more. He rejoices that it grows up and is bearing fruit. And that's the purpose of the sowing. So for a good soil, when you, receive, when you hear the word preached to you on Sundays or wherever you hear it preached, if it's rightly preached, we want to have soft hearts. Is your heart soft and not hard? We want to have deep, take it in deeply and not have it shallow. We want to have it given full room and freedom and not be choked. We want to accept it. It says, Jesus says, these are the ones who hear the word and accept it. That word is to acknowledge it as your own. And in Luke's gospel, it's the word for holding fast a ship, fixing it in position, keeping firm possession of it. Is that how you hold fast the word? Or is it gone by the time you get to the driveway here? No. Hold it fast in a good and honest heart and bring forth fruit with patience when you hear the word preached. And so I want to ask you, what is it all really about here, life? Jesus tells us in this parable, it's all about the seed, the seed, the seed. It's all about the word, the word, the word. Now, when I preach to you on Sunday, it might not seem like a whole lot because I'm just talking up here. It's just words, right? But you know what? A seed doesn't seem like a whole lot either, does it? A seed is just a little tiny thing. But you know what? In this little seed, there is a tree ready to grow. I have to be running around uh, pulling these things up in my yard all the time before they take root and grow. In this little tiny seed, in the right, in the right situation, will grow into a mighty tree. Apples, seeds produce apples. Wheat produces wheat. Orange seeds produce orange trees. Acorn, this little tiny acorn I have here... If you'd never seen it with your own eyes, how would you ever believe that in here is contained the mighty oak? And yet in this word that is preached to you is life. It's eternal life from God. His word to grow up in you and produce righteousness, peace, joy, liberty, salvation, and the right way to go in your life. For God says, As the rain and snow come down from heaven and return not thither but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Do you believe that? Say amen. Amen. And you know what? Let me give you that seed right now. Peter says you've been born anew, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Through the living and abiding word of God, that word is the good news that was preached to you. Let this seed get into you right now. That Christ died for your sins in accordance with the scriptures. That he was buried. That he was raised again from the dead, on the dead on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And Jesus says to everybody who believes in him, who puts their trust in him, come follow me. And if he alone is your savior, you know what he says to you? As he says, as he says to the woman in Luke 7, your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Uh, your faith has saved you. Would you let that seed, now as we're drawn to the conclusion of the sermon, let this seed get into you. Don't be hard. Don't be shallow. Don't have competition. Let this get into you and hold it fast today. Your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. Your faith has saved you. Because Jesus himself said, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He died to bear fruit in you, and you are his fruit. Praise God. And he's brought to pass in you these prophecies, Isaiah 61 and 45. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what's sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Shower over heavens from above, and let the skies rain down righteousness. Let the earth open that salvation may sprout forth and let it cause righteousness to spring up. I, the Lord, have created it. And I, the Lord, he says, have created you, a plant to grow up to salvation. Praise be to God. Therefore, I conclude with this word from James. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rank growth of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. In Jesus' name, amen.